Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Cattle Station Classroom Podcast, where we learn about the North Australian beef industry and answer your questions. So it doesn't matter how far from town you are, because we're bringing the classroom to you. Welcome back to the Cattle Station Classroom. In this episode, we're going to chat to a station owner about early weaning. Now, this isn't the first time we've spoken about early weaning on this podcast, so if you want to refresh your memory, check out some of our earlier episodes on nutrition and breeding. We'd also like to disclose that the manufacturer of the product referred to in this episode has been a long-term sponsor of the Central Station platform. Additionally, our guest today is Hayden Sale, husband of Jane Sale, the mastermind behind Central Station. So there are a few connections there, and we wanted to be clear about those. Jane and Hayden have been using the Milne early weaner pellets from before Central Station existed, and they certainly don't give testimonials to products or services they don't believe in. But in this day and age of Instagram influencers and people trying to sell you detox teas when they haven't actually tried the product themselves, we wanted to make sure that we were really clear about any connections. We'd also like to note that by recording an episode on early weaning, we aren't promoting it as the one and only practice producers should undertake. As you'll hear us say in the episode, it's horses for courses. Some people do it year in, year out, and others use it as a tool when needed. As always, we recommend you do your due diligence, including seeking advice from your nutritionist, veterinarian, other consultants and pastoralists before changing your management program same as you would before making any other changes. All right, let's get into the episode. I'm Hayden Sale. I'm General Manager along with my wife, Jane, of Argyle Cattle Company, Yugawala Pastoral Company and Mandora Cattle Company in the Kimberley, which runs across 14 stations, mainly in the central part of the Kimberley between Fitzroy and Halls Creek and then Shamrock over on the coast south of Broome that runs around 120 to 130,000 cattle annually mustard, a breeding operation, and then growing through to 280 to four to 400 kilos sort of sale weights that go on to either live export market boats or or the uh, or the domestic trade. Hayden, having that many properties in and of itself would pose some management issues, but can you talk to me about what's specific to the Kimberley and the size of the properties you have also with the level of development and what kind of management issues can come about in these regions? It's obviously across a very big area, being the northern pastoral zone. You have a big mix of country from highly productive river flats and channels to uh, open desert spinifex plains that's probably more suited to breeders but still very good country to uh, a mix of unusable rocky ridges. So 
it's a very large area that we need to muster annually, which is our, our biggest cost, obviously, is getting them in and through our yards and in, through our system each year, needing large numbers of staff and helicopters and trucks and all the things that uh, we need to uh, we need to have running pretty efficiently each year to get through it in a timely manner. Because you're in a, a, a very big area, like all the 14 stations add up to around 6 million acres in the old scale, it's very hard to control the bulls in those systems. Uh, there's some areas that we do in our southern country, which is the Spinifex Desert Plains, because there's no uh, river systems that knock down floodgates. We are able to keep control on the bulls down there, and we, and we remove them in mustering time and put them back in you know, around Christmas time. So we shorten up the carving a little bit there, but then a, a vast area of of other country we can't control because the river systems have effectively uh, knock down all the, the uh, floodgates through the wet and then uh, outside scrub bulls and, and, and undesirable type bulls come in uh, and would join our cows. So we're better just to leave the bulls in for those. And what that means is you do get some out-of-season calves that you either have to manage through a number of mustering rounds to keep weaning them at the right weights or you can use a, uh, a early weaner pellet feeding program for a single round mustering and weaning, which which is what we do. Yeah, so the traditional approach for many pastoral properties in Northern Australia that aren't able to use a controlled mating for various reasons uh, to manage their out-of-season calves is to do two or three or even more rounds of muster where they, they go back and cattle that or weaners calves that were too small to take off the first time. They come back uh, continuously and try and catch them because obviously if they leave them on mum until the next year, they'll be too big. They'll affect that cattle going to cycle again. There's also animal welfare risks with that. So that's been the traditional approach. For the last 10 years, you've been doing uh, early weaning. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So what actually is involved in an early weaning program? Yeah, the most expensive thing we do is muster the cattle. That is the biggest expense in, the, in running the cattle stations in the north. So early on, we we're looking at this and we're thinking, well, you know, doing it twice, is there a way that we can improve this? And the reasoning behind doing it twice is you, you, you do an early round, which you wean off the correct weight calves. There's a number of calves that will be too light to come off their mother. So you leave them till later in the year on their mum. Then you come back and you do it again. Now, I'm not preaching that people should do things. This way, I'm just saying it's we looked at, at our business and thought, well, how, how can we make this work a bit better in our system? So we're very conscious on cost control and keeping our cost per head at a minimum, uh, which is in the end uh, the only thing you can control in this business. It's very hard to control seasons where you can't control the weather. It's very hard to have a lot of influence on the market price. You can marginally, you can marginally have an impact on that, you know, on the quality of your cattle, obviously, but it's, it is really quite marginal still. What you can control is how much it costs to run your business. So we're looking at that every year on a cost per head. So early on, we went and looked at another local producer, Keith Anderson, Jubilee Downs, and he was using a, a weaner pellet and weaning down to quite light weights rather than do that second round. And that was working very well from what we saw. So we looked at that and thought, well, that's, that looks like a great idea. Let's run some numbers on it. And then uh, pretty much since then, we've rolled that out across our whole program now. So in a perfect world, what would your ideal weaning weight be? Oh, you, you want to be weaning at 150 kilos or better. You know, 120 to 150 is ideal. Because they're carving all over the shop, you might be weaning up to a 300 kilo animal and poor old mum's had to carry that through. Or there's always like the little light calves that, that might be down to 50 kilos that you can't pull off. The calf will suffer too much. Uh, you can, they can even die if they're too young. So they, you have to make a decision. Do I t- send them back out with their mother and come back later on? 
or do I come up with a program that we can we can feed them on a really high protein rumen adjusted pellet and and uh, and take it off its mum at that point and feed it through to where it's at a weight where it can be weaned. Yeah, and as you said, there are different options for different stations and they've got to figure out what works best for them. There are a few that are trying quite tight controlled mating programs. Obviously, that involves a lot of infrastructure and labour as well, so huge capital investment and then you need to maintain that infrastructure and then also be checking because, you know, like you said, feral bulls and neighbours bulls and whatnot, they can still, you know, things still happen. I wouldn't say that we run a controlled mating. No, I was going to say you're like a yeah. We, we just take them out for the for the time that we can effectively. Yeah, so you know, yeah. like some people run a. You know, if you're down in Southern Australia, you might have an eight week joining or something. You know, and they really control that. All we do is when we must them. It's normally around the middle of the year, we take them out, and then as late as we're game to put them back in, that we don't get stuck with wet weather, so they can easily get back to their paddocks. Uh, we put them back in, so that is around about a six month, four to six month break, and all that does is take out the period where you don't want the calf. So when you don't what you don't want, and it sounds like a strange thing because we're in this in the game of breeding animals, but having a calf in April, May is very difficult because it's too hard to take off its mother in the mustering period of June, July, August. And then that mother is trying to feed that calf all the way through the declining protein, declining energy, declining feed value of the dry season, meaning that she's using the condition and her own body score to feed that calf. So she gets very poor and she more than likely won't rejoin. So you could potentially have an animal welfare issue towards the end of the year if she gets too poor and then you have to supplement her very heavily to carry her through, which is expensive. And she most likely, sort of 80, 90% in most cases, will not rejoin because she's on declining plane of nutrition. Plane of nutrition. Exactly right. So against, say, a breeder having a calf in October, November, December, she'll have the calf. You'll hopefully get some storms by that time of year. She's on she's on an increasing plane of nutrition and she will join. So that means that you are way back into the right uh, space to potentially be having a calf most years as against a calf every second year. Now, a calf every second year, 50% calving effectively is, is uneconomic in this business. So it's quite an important thing to get in the right place. Yeah, and you've just got to, I guess, work with what you've got. So what infrastructure you've got, there are people that can do a full controlled mating, not so much in the north or say in the Kimberley. It's only a very handful of properties. Some people do continuous mating all year round and you're kind of somewhere in the middle. So you you manage to what what yeah, you've got to work within your Yeah, your sort of horses for courses, you know. We have areas yeah. that it works. We have areas where it doesn't work. But what we have made work is a single round blanket weaning and then feeding the the lower end of those calves a high-protein pellet with some hay to get them to win. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right. As you're saying, when you do a round of muster and you go through the yards, you could have basically from 50 kilos to 300 kilos. You've got a, a wide range. So you, you're able to, rather than having to leave a certain tail end behind, you're able to keep, oh, sorry, put them back out in the paddock and have to come back for them later. So what's actually involved in that? Okay, so what's and we've sort of refined this over the years. Um, 
we generally take them, have like your wieners that just come straight off mum that are the correct weight, say one forty fifty and above, and they just go through our normal weaning program and adjust onto grass really quite well. We then have two, we used to just have one, but what we've found over the last, you know, as we've, as we've refined the process is they then get broken into two feeding groups. So there's like a really light group that might be as low as 50 kilos, uh, depending on, you know, whether you think there's enough feed to carry that cow through. Most years there's probably not. So you say, okay, we've got a 50 to 100 kilo range, uh, and then you've got a 100 to 150 kilo range. And then where you can get, you can stop the bullying of the little fellas by the bigger ones, which is a big thing you've got to keep an eye on. And you can also have that grouped separated on what, what's, and, and monitor their feed intakes a little bit. So there's the higher group might only spend a few weeks on that feed and the lighter group, obviously longer, but the, the key is to keep drafting them. So again, keeping an eye on cost control. As soon as those animals are ready to exit, you've got to get them out. So every seven to 10 days, we'd go through and we'd draft them. Those animals are fed in a yard next to our main handling yard, so it's not like we're going out and mustering them and doing lots of time. You literally, a couple of ringers go out on, on foot, walk them in, run them around the draft, take off the lead, put them back on feed. So it's relatively low input in terms of labour. Yeah, really low input because you're working, you're working in those yards anyway most of the time with the rest of the process of your mustering going on. But the key is to make sure that they're out before you spend too much money on them. So the, 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 the product we use is, is Milne, which we find very good. Um, that has a high protein pellet with a remensin product in it. The remensin product helps adjust their guts from milk to grass effectively. So you don't necessarily have to feed them right through to 150 kilos. All you have to do is make sure that they look like they're adjusting to their new feed source. So they'll come off their mum. As long as their coat is shiny, their guts look like they're adjusted. They don't necessarily have to be fed to a weight. They just have to be fed to the point you think, okay, they're ready to go out. And that, that might only be, say, if they're going at 50 kilos, that might only be 100, might not be 150. So as long as they're right and you get to know this as you get a bit of experience, they just go out into the paddock and away they go. So we target $75 a head is what we do, and we feed about 10 to 15% of our total winner program this pellet. So it's a relatively low cost compared to the cost of, of going and doing a whole second round of mustering. Introducing cattle to any sort of feed source usually involves a, a step-up program or a transition period where you have to introduce them to it because of their gut health, not just young cattle, but whether they're going into a feedlot or you know any age in the supply chain. What is it like with these pellets? Do you have to gradually give them something and kind of step them up to this pellet? No, they, they go into the pellet really well because it's actually a – the pellet was made for the dairy industry and you, this is where the distinction is in a lot of the – other programs I've seen feed what's called a wiener pellet, right? Which is basically a mix of hay and grain. This is a really high protein majority grain, which means you've got to feed hay with it. Now, because it comes from two and a half thousand kilometers away, we don't effectively don't want to be trucking hay up in a pellet. We just need the stuff that we need, which is the high protein source. So it's a dairy pellet that's got this remincing in it, made for those tiny little calves that come off their mum in the dairy industry and then they get fed on. So we're not feeding a wiener, we're feeding a calf. So they adjust onto it very quickly. That's one of its great benefits. They go onto it, and as long as they've got access to some reasonable hay, we just don't see them go backwards. So and we've been gaming and going lighter and lighter on our weights over the years because we're seeing a really good result. And then once they, their rumen is adjusted and they're used to their hay diet with pellet, what we'll probably introduce the next few years is in a stage in between where they go out onto some water medication on pasture before they get 
release straight onto straight pasture. I think that's probably one stage we're missing a little bit, but just keeping it simple at the moment, our system works okay. So there's no mucking around with different rations or starting them off on one pellet before they transition to another pellet. It's just the one pellet from day one and they, they yep. adjust fine. The great old adage, keep it simple, stupid, you know, like if, if you've got people in the business that don't have any knowledge of that and quite often we do, you know, we've got ringers, first year ringers coming up. They're not going to know. They go and put the wrong bag in the wrong feeder and all those disasters happen. This is just a really simple one. Fill your feeder up with that pellet. Make sure they've got hay in their pen and the system works really well. would also help with budgeting because you don't know what weights you're going to pull in each year on muster and how much of it, if you needed different products, you'd have to yep. try and hedge your bets as to how much of all these different products you need. So you just know the one type is going to cover no matter what you what you bring yep. into the yards. How much are you saving by not doing a second round of muster? Oh, in our business, significant sums. You know, even if you factor in $75 a head and say we fed 4,000 wieners, might be sort of, you know, $300,000 that costs for that feed part. If you put another 100000 on for labour, say, and other bits, bits and pieces around the edges, uh, if we were to do a second round for that same amount of weaning process, we'd be into the millions, you know. So it's probably a, probably one quarter the cost of doing that. And it's not just the so much the cost, it's actually the, the benefit to the cow. So if the cow's been, had that weaner pulled off it when she's still got good body score on it, good condition, you've got a hell of a lot better chance of her being in calf and then continuing to produce for you. So it's been 10 years that you've been doing this. Are you intending on doing this further? And I suppose, you know, I need to ask, throughout this 10-year process, have you looked at other products? Have you considered changing suppliers or trying out different products? Or, you know, what's the plan? Oh, look, we haven't because we've just been so happy with their product. You know, from time to time we look at – we have in the past looked at, you know, a mixed ration that people supply for you. We just keep coming back to the fact that it's so simple. You know that you can have disasters in this space if the if the cattle are fed the wrong thing at the wrong time. It's a really simple system. We've never had any deaths related to the pellet. It works well for us down to very light weights. Uh, I think their product has been consistent in its quality over all that time. So no, we really haven't looked anywhere else, Steph. And we've been they have a great backup service. If there's an issue, you can talk to them. They help with the freight to get it up to us. So you know, in a nutshell, no, they've been they've been great. All right, to finish up, what would you say to other producers that may be interested in in investigating this option of management? I'd say have a look for sure. You know, it's been successful for us. It's not for every business, obviously, but I think if you're looking at how you can improve your reconception rates and potentially save yourself a fair bit of money on a single round master, have a look. And, and you know, I was really uh, grateful to Keith at Jubilee back in the day to show me this uh, and I'd be happy to show it to anyone else that's in our area. It's not rocket science. We're not, we haven't got a feedlot. It's not the flashiest setup in the world, but it's just a really quite easy addition to your business. It's, you know, they get fed out of some sheep feeders. They're not building feed yards or anything like that in a pen with some hay. So it's, it's, it's relatively simple to get into. If you keep your eye on the cost by making sure that and the key here is not to overfeed the cattle. You know, a lot of products say that you have to feed to 150 kilos. The Milne guys have never said that. They've always said it's got remensin in it. Wean them off when you think they're right. Stick to your plan. Don't over, overfeed them so you've got your cost under control. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a weaner program. It can be, you know, if you've got a dry season where you need to get cattle to weights, where you want to wean earlier to look after your cows. It might be just a once-off in your business, but certainly worth having a look. So, yeah, the Milne guys have been great over the years, you know, really quality product. I think their pricings, we, you know, with time to time we check them, obviously, because we use a fair bit of product. Their pricing's always been good and their backup's great. So certainly have a look at these guys.